Hello and welcome to the National Institute for Gamer Review. I am DK. I am Lewis and I have received a very high-end Awala water bottle. And you are all plebs. If you're a Stan if you are a Stan what is- if you are a Stanley per- Stanley Cup uh, nerd, you're you're now a has been. It's now passe, you're now poor. It's the age of the Awala reusable uh, water bottle thing, so Al, is like Alwala like like an Arab word or is that like I have no idea the origin of it. I, I know, know it's it's the new fancy uh metal water bottle that you drink water okay. out of, and I have one, <laughs> and uh, therefore I am buying into the hype. And in fact, if you're a Stanley or a uh, what is it Yeti person, those are now has beens. You're now losers. You're now pores. Um, the age of the Awala is now. Future historians are going to have so much fun looking over like consumer crazes as I mean, just what the fuck was wrong with Americans. Hard to, hard to even start with the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I'm not a memeing. It's a quality. It's got a straw built into the uh, (laughs) thing. So you can, you can, you can sip it. Like it's got a straw, but there's no actual straw. Um, It's very fancy. I'm very proud of myself for having purchased a product. Uh, that's how it works, right? But yeah, no, that's that's and uh, that and the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, 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 I I'm having pretty peak America stuff right now, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> um, that's oh, yes, uh, Steve Saylor eternally vindicated for his um, his uh, what was it? His his admixture theory of athleticism with uh, yes. know, Mahomes is, is the ideal athlete um, because he has you know the decision making and processing speed of his white mother but the kind of you know uh the 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 twitch muscle as athleticism of his black father um which i believe that was the take that got him the attention of um mr billiam stencil uh yeah. it was just a very fun um enjoying dunking on yeah for i mean he's been he's still going stencil is still going it's been like i think a couple like two weeks now and he, he he's only barely let up it's it's um really quite something to behold yeah, I don't want to do a football show, but I have legitimate football complaints about how the 49ers played in the end. Like, actually running the prevent defense in the NFL, it, like it doesn't. Everyone knows it doesn't, it doesn't work. Like, the prevent defense has been is a terrible meme. It's actually how you lose games. I was like, I, I saw them running prevent, and I was like, are they seriously running the the prevent defense in the year of our Lord 2024? <laughs> it's been a meme since the late 70s that it doesn't work. Um, I just. The, the white team, the, defense, yes. I, I was pulling for the 49ers because they, they were the white team with like all the white players. Yes. And I believe they were black. The and their black defensive coordinator was calling prevent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. <sighs> whatever. Whatever. And whatever. then, I, and then they, uh, I know that I saw the, um, the Patriots have replaced Bill Belichick with, uh, with a black. So sure. They'll, yeah, but like that, that was, that, 
that era was over, you know. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's 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 not. Um, I I just have a hard time believing that, as you know, kind of a shell of his himself as he was without Brady, that that Belichick wouldn't still be preferable to like whatever affirmative action hire they you know yeah. decided to go. Speaking with. of affirmative action hires, uh, I there were of course like cucky racial horrible ads, but I did you watch the Homes.com ad? Which one was that? I might. I saw some of the ads. I don't know which one that one. So the ad is like the so the the website is a website that like. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. It was it was it was the one. It was basically like the libtard thing about like schools, good schools as code for for like. Yeah, but they were just. But they was. But they were doing it unironically. Unironically, it was like. Oh, they were totally zero self awareness. Yeah. Yeah, to tell where the good schools are. Yeah. So we can buy your house and there with good schools. It's like. I, so I actually, for a second, I was like, "Is this ad, is this legal?" Is I, I, as I saw, I saw that ad live on on the broadcast. I was like, "Is this service they're advertising? Is that legal anymore?" I don't think they could do this. Not only is it legal, school districts get a decent amount of funding every year to turn over that data to these companies. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. No, I saw that. I, I did see that, and I was I was I was taken aback. I I I didn't realize that, and just the just the kind of. Because yeah, the rest of it was very sort. Of, it was it was in some ways I think a throwback to like Obama era, um, like kind of feel good post racialism was was the overall vibe I got from the from the commercials where they were trying to do like wind back the clock, you know, from the from the twenty twenty summer of forty. Uh, there years. was there was there was there was. I didn't the, see that. I mean, I didn't Christian like. Christian one was very. The, whole. the Christian one was like very. Kind of I didn't like, see that. that. I think that was one of the. First, I missed like the first. It was early. Half it was of the first quarter. quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I did not see some, all the first quarter or all the game whole, generally. So. It was just like horrifying. I heard it was bad. I heard it was bad. Like the, the, the um edgy and then the multiple and the multi- and that cuts on, to like the multiple anti Hamas ads. Like there were three separate like bring our hostages home ads. So who it was, was that for? I mean, what? Who, what? I understand the purpose of you know spending tens of millions of dollars or whatever on a Super Bowl ad isn't necessarily to like immediately recoup that money um, in a direct way, but still, it's like who is the audience for? That? I mean, I I just have a hard time believing. Like, there's no libtard, like, reflexive, you know, kind of like uh, the 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 the, the, the libtard take of like oh, Israel is the colonial oppressor state. Nobody on that side of the spectrum is going to see an ad like that. And be and think anything like this is fucking cringe and gay and stupid. Like, why would they bother? Yeah, I, I just don't get it. It's like, can you imagine? Like, damn, they captured a hundred. Imagine like somebody watching that, just like an American. Like, they captured a hundred people. What did they do <laughs> to make those people so mad? <laughs> like, right. capturing a hundred right. people is crazy. What were you doing to these people? That like, you know, like, like I because just, Americans yeah. also just don't know shit about shit. Like, there's I, you know. If you ask the average American right now, if what Hamas was, if they had hostages, like maybe what two out of ten would would know that, you know, or less. But uh, you know, there's actually very strict regulations on what you can advertise in Super Bowl. Like, there's very like certain words, you, yeah, certain words, uh, and generally uh, political. So you can't do politics. Is one of like the rules. Yeah, like com- campaigning, in other words. Yeah, or, I remember that. Uh, it, yeah. Even more so. Like, so Tim Tebow famously was like the star of one of these ads where it was him and his mom. And his mom was talking about how he was like an unplanned pregnancy and 
saying she should get an abortion. She didn't get an abortion. And, you know, she's against abortion because they would, you know, aborted Tim Tebow or whatever. Um, but they, so they recorded that ad and they couldn't actually run it. They had to run like a. Yeah, I remember this controversy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, go to YouTube. Like, go check out this it. ad on YouTube, whatever. Yeah, yeah, with the link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember this. Um, yeah, that's right. I, it, and that was, so that was considered like just talking about abortion was considered. Yeah, the conservatards were mad about that, which I mean, I understand. I mean, you know, it's kind of like. I will say that, like, much, support but... the ongoing war and call your congressman is, like, nakedly way political. Way more political. Yeah, way more political, for like, sure. Okay, Jews clearly just run America. Like, okay. Yeah, like, right. It's, it's, right, 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 right. It's like... Yeah, as though this needed to be... Right, you, right. you can't call it, like, a mask-off moment, but if you, have enough, if you have enough, like, cards in your hand, you can realize what's going on, right? Like, you know, okay, the, yeah, the, the rules just don't apply to Jews. You know? And, like, also... As they were bombing, what like what the fourth fourth city in a row that they said they wouldn't bomb? Uh, it does get you know increasingly tiresome. Um, do you want to talk about the just like just broadly or just like like? Well, we haven't have we like haven't done like a there have been developments. The thing we 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 had sort of put a, a pin on the Ukraine war. Uh, or what? What was it? The the refuse the um the Kiev refusal war. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Kievan refusal war. Yes. Um, until the you know pending, we were like, well, uh, after Bakhmut fell, there wasn't we we you know anticipated a period of grind um, that would eventually result in some developments, but that there wouldn't you know we would there wasn't necessarily going to be much to discuss on a kind of week by week basis. The way there had been for a while um, until there were developments, and now there have been developments. So that's good. That's um, I mean, I think it's good in a lot of ways. And and there's actually even some some more recent developments as of um, recording hour. I don't know if you you saw. Did you see this today that the um, they were they were trying to pull like a like a national security threat thing about like Russian space yeah, nukes? That's like like whatever. Well, I, okay. So this is obviously retarded. Yes, and I think it, it doesn't. It serves multiple purposes, not all of which are like about this um, ongoing fight to for um, funding. You know, continuing to send. I think it's sixty billion dollars, which would be the largest single tranche for Ukraine. Um, not all of that is direct, you know, monetary transfer. A lot of it is uh, funding equipment uh, purchases and and sending stuff, and then funding the replacements. But um, yeah, I mean, there's that angle. Then there's this other angle of like, there, you know, there's there's all kinds of the the libtard soap drama um, for the uh, uh, soap opera with the Trump um, Trump trial shit is like kicking into high gear. It's kind of funny to watch all those wheels spinning, and people are very taken with this. Um, but there, but there was a, a, a kind of very embarrassing leak. Um, not leak. Oh, there, uh, yesterday it was uh, uh, Matt Taibbi and two other journalists. But Matt Taibbi's the kind of you know clearly the brains behind it, I think, um, uh, put out an article, basically, are, like the, the, the claim was that there was um, some kind of like, basically that the, the, the American intelligence services so actively and illegally solicited uh, foreign intelligence services to spy on Trump people in like 2015. Dozens of them. 26 was the number that was in the report. And they claimed there's a, there's a binder 
a 10 inch thick binder that Trump ordered declassified that wasn't declassified. This is all very, I love, I, I love the, the, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I'm immune to the like popcorn munching, you know, soap opera drama of, of and, and, and in a, in a better world, um, in a better world, the, um, I, I like just the fact that you have what amounts to an intelligence services coup of the executive branch. I just think that's interesting. That's like something worth kind of, you know, noticing and discussing, uh, you know, I, unfortunately we live in clown world where all of this is sort of stupid bullshit that it don't matter. So I, I don't know necessarily that we don't necessarily need to like talk about that even at all. Other than I do think it's part of the calculus that went into this ridiculous um, thing. That, like, you know, first they have a kind of breathless announcement from the, I forget it was, a, it was one of the like top um, congressional committees was like we urge the declassification immediately of you know urgent information and and then you know like oh it turns out that the russia may have put nukes in space it's like like okay <laughs> it's just like all right i mean do you think that we don't do that or haven't already done that or like i mean what part of this is supposed to be news and and when you know of course we all understand that but i think that it's the confluence of these these extremely embarrassing stories starting starting to to come out for the um for anyone still invested in the kind of procedural liberalism, um, which would include a lot of like Democrat voters is the thing. I mean, there are like, I, I've seen actually um, like Lawfare blog, you know, which is one of these like, extremely Jewy publications, but it was read by a lot of the, you know, kind of people who are uh, more informed on, on the, on the Democrat side. And, and some of those, a lot of the commentary has shifted in some ways to like, actually this is, you know, some of this stuff is pretty damaging and, and you can't just sweep under this stuff, all this stuff under the rug. So I, I think there is like there are several things going on, um, but the the single biggest thing um, I think is this is the is the collapse of the Ukrainian position in Evdeevka, which basically threatens to blow up most of the rest of the or big chunks of the front. Um, but yeah, I, w- I want to hear what you what you have to say about that first. So I think we I, we are I am less uh, I find the Evdeevka thing less interesting than um i think you do i find okay. the personnel change the i find the jalousny being replaced by a serious by guy yeah yeah general serious um, guy he wears a yeah. suit <laughs> yeah um but that actually is his brand he's a very he's more like less yeah. people's general more like hard-nosed kind of like uh, tough to impress type guy um that's like his his brand wears illusion is like you know, the people's general kind of thing there was um because of the devka i mean the it is operationally encircled it's also like on a salient like the things that it it's would, a brutal salient yeah it's, yes but like it's not just but I'm saying because it's a, because it's a salient it's not actually defending anything really anymore like mm-hmm. it is effectively oh, see, it, yeah it, it is it is already out the game like the effects of the fall of Adivka have already happened operationally. Like it's yes. priced in, if you will. Like the fall of Adivka yes. is like there will be no fall apart of the lines. Uh, my well, my that general, I like, don't know that I. I mean, we'll see. But um, yeah, sorry, go on. My general uh, prediction that we, when we kind of stopped was that like getting excited for next Bach moot. This is literally is like literally next Bach moot. We're watching next. Like we're consuming next Bach moot, where you know a significant amount of your of Ukrainian forces will get tore up. It's there's now 
there's no more like actual roads in. There is like allegedly a dirt road in that is like well known and under fire. Two or three dirt roads road. they're claiming, but I mean, I, yeah. I saw some photos of that. It's literally waist high mud. I mean, when you say dirt road, it makes it sound like you know, like a country road that you could kind of w- roll yeah. your wagon down or something. This is not that. Yeah. Well, also, it's it probably was that when it started, once you start moving vehicles across those dirt roads, they just right, melt. Right. Oh yeah. No, the, the waist high mud was like tire. It was, you know, tire track. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. It was, you know, yeah. Heavy, heavy, heavy vehicles just like, just destroy like, you know, unimproved roads. That's why you can't move much stuff through them, obviously. And you can't. Well, what I think the, 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 what hasn't been priced in necessarily is the, the heavy equipment. I mean, I, obviously they know that they won't be able to use it, but it, it's still going to be, um, I, I don't know. It seems that, seems like they're trying to withdraw what they can i and and it seems that part of sierski um what he like the, the claims but it was the claims are flying around both russian and ukrainian info spaces so i i would tend to you know think they're probably pretty credible was um essentially sierski told zelensky yeah i'm gonna go in to Avdeevka. i'm going to fight hard um the you know there were rumors of an attempted breakout i don't think that was ever realistic as kind of gung ho or whatever you want to call it as, as he is, I, I, the writing has clearly been on the wall for a long time. And, and um, I think there's something to the, to the rumors uh, or whatever, just analysis that um, the timing was to sort of underscore to the world, to the Western backers, to Zog, to the true, the Ukrainian troops, that the blame for the fall of Avdeyevka is being pinned on Zeluzhny, that, you know, it's not Sirsky's fault. And that he did everything he could to blah blah blah, um, and I, and that said, it does seem as though, um, you know, uh, I would say, just sort of, I don't know, stupidly isn't the right word, but um, pigheadedly maybe, or I'm not sure. Um, he does seem to be trying to throw some amount of reserves into the battle, if only to fight a um, a withdrawal. But I I just don't, you know. Well, I think they'll kind of do what they did in Bakhmut, which is they just, like, slowly trickle guys out to where there's not... Like, they're just kind of last yeah. one out, hit the lights kind of thing, you know? Like, over, every, every night they're trickling out a few... Like, say there's say there's 3,000 soldiers left in Abdivkia, right? Every night, a couple hundred are slipping out, couple, you know? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 And, uh, well, but they're, leaving, but they're leaving behind any equipment that they might have. You know, that's the thing. Everything except their their, their rifles or whatever. It's, yeah, um, but like, uh, I don't, you know, the the issue is not uh, like BMP hulls or artillery pieces. It's shells, you know. Like, so yeah, I I guarantee every shell in a dick has been fired. You know, like, like the the true, yeah, they would. The they cash value yeah. of these launchers is kind of like meh, you know. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so and also they'll be just, it'll be easy, it's easy to destroy, destroy that. So like it's not like it's being captured and turned around. It's being destroyed in place. I'm sure. Uh, I don't think Adika is as significant. Um, it's like it was a thing that should have fallen like in the first month of the war, right? It was one of those objectives, right. like yes, w- where it was kind of crazy that it hadn't been. Um, and this, pro- you know, well, it's also been the front line since 2014. So there, you know, I mean, I understand. I, it's not that I, I, of course, I agree with Russia should have committed to a larger initial assault that would have been capable of taking and holding more ground during the alpha strike, which should have been a proper alpha strike rather than this kind of, you know, intelligence services game. Yeah. Of like, we're going to threaten your capital, but you know, 
we're, we're super duper serial, we promise, but you know, not actually have the um the force to back the threat up. So yeah, um yes, mistakes, yes, there there have been definitely mistakes and FDFK is one of those at the same time. It's literally it's among the most, from what I understand, the most heavily fortified and most continuously fortified and continuously fought over pieces of dirt. And if if you look at the topography, while there are other objectives that um Russia will have to take there it's it's still a basically a topographical straight line from Avdeyevka to Kiev. Like it it's not that they could just it's not that they could just you know do uh you know Van Manstein style whatever and you know roll tanks across the plains unsupported on the flanks. That's not going to work. Um but it does sort of provide an it, like that's the first puncture of the last big defensive line. Um, they have some, there were reports of some kind of piecemeal ad hoc, hastily constructed um, fortifications or not even, it doesn't sound like not quite proper fortifications is, is the problem. Um, and even that's just, there are no, you know, high rises, no big Soviet um, building blocks, no rivers, nothing between, between Avdiivka and, and Kiev. Just topographically. Um, now, well, there is a lot of urban space, which is there are cities and there, suburbs. There's some, but they're not like super. I don't know. I mean, I guess it, I was looking at the map and I was like, oh, like they're going to take AFDFK, and then oh, there's next suburb, like there's next Bakhmut, and then eventually you get Chess of Yar, which is like a true next Bakhmut. Chess of Yar is the true next Bakhmut, and I've been, I've, yeah, I've been saying that for a while, and I do, I think. Um, that's probably the the next at least if I were you know if I were in the room that's where I would be advocating for um next and then you can really start because that's essentially Chasovyar is it's it's the it's like immediately west of Bakhmut and a little to the south it's essentially the southernmost anchor point of the the line that like Avdiivka is now the first kind of part to be penetrated and um, that that last big defensive line, then they have the whatever like behind it. I'm sure they'll be able to put, you know, stuff in between them and Kiev. It's just I don't expect like this is where I maybe we disagree slightly, or we'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I just don't expect that that for for several reasons. I don't expect that Ukraine will be able to mount the kind of defenses that they've mounted in Bakhmut. In and Avdeevka, number one reason right now, as, which is something we've been, has been an ongoing um, issue discussed, is um, bodies. Like they're actually at the point now where they are. This is where I want to starting to I, starting to I'm run out of warm bodies. Yes, I'm yeah. getting interested because so the reason that the well the the outside of like you know political like the public facing reason that why Zeluzhny was fired was that he said I cannot achieve like. As a general, you know, under the prime minister Zelensky or president, whatever he is, so I I need to achieve what you, like the goals that you have for me for this year. I need a half a million soldiers more. And Zelensky said he couldn't do that. And and can you and and Zelensky said I can't do it without that. You know, like it's not going to work. And that's why he was fired. And in theory, uh, General Serious guy says he can do whatever needs to be done with without you know that, yeah that and the number i saw was 500,000 500,000 yes, was 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 what um Zeluzhny was 
essentially saying, I can't, I can't do my job unless I have 500,000 more warm bodies. And this seems to be basically the breaking point for Ukrainian society is like, I'm sure they can round up 500,000 men of military age, but the effects that will have, I mean, they're already probably over the tipping point, but the effects that will have just on their ability to continue to function in any sense as, you know, as a, as an economy, as a society, as like people have to, you know, people have, it's not just, it's not just like every, you know, everybody has a father, every everybody has a brother. Yeah. But you also like, you need bus drivers, you know, like it, it, you can't, you can't just literally take every man to the front. Yeah. And it's also been just generally like a reinforcement shortages has been, have been noted in mm-hmm. pro Western. Like the, the economist has like, he is like, he does have an embeds and like, they're always at, a lot of the common thing is like, Oh, well, you know, we're with whatever group, whatever. And it's like, how many replacements has this battalion gotten in the last, you know, two weeks Like, Oh, well, we're, a battalion, we should have 200 guys. We have about 36 guys. Every yeah. month we get four replacements. It's like, oh, well, great. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, and, and Washington Post also had a, had a long-form article last week or so um, with you know, interviewing uh, Ukrainian commanders noting that um, paper str- they're down to like 35%, 30% of paper strength. Um, oh, oh, yeah. So in, like basically, the, units. You, the way you, re- if you're currently, if you're trying to be like, you know, here's how you how, here's how you become an analyst. If you're current, here's a little tip. If you're analyzing uh, Ukrainian forces right now, the if you when you look at a brigade, it's actually a battalion. When you a battalion, it's actually a company. Like you, you basically down. Whenever you see a unit size, just downgrade it by one because most military yeah. formations. <laughs> that's not even a joke. Like most yeah. military formations are three times bigger than the next up. Like so, three battalions is a brigade kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, or three or four. You know, it's big. But like, so usually if there's if there's thirty percent, everything is thirty percent under strength. You can just actually just like. Then you can just add, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Oh man, yeah. So, so when you see a Ukrainian brigade, it means a Ukrainian battalion, and yeah. the Ukrainians run short battalions anyway. Um, well, that was <coughs> yeah, and you, you you can see you know for the real uh, for my 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 hardcore mapsburgs. You could see like the you know maps of um, Avdiivka and Bakhmut with all these different um, brigades these attached, brigades, but it, the, there was no way they threw flag. like yeah. But it's like, did they actually throw fifteen brigades in the Bakhmut? Like no, you know they threw fifteen divisions or fifteen battalions. Yeah, yeah, um, and or or less, right? Like because you get into like things like support brigades. Like what the fuck is a support brigade? Like well, yeah, um, it's like they're making like they're. They're making up things, um, like you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, like they, they, their their paper strength is also probably attached to like um, like aid from the West. Like there's probably a, a legitimate reason to call if you call this a brigade. That means like it. You oh, it gets a to, certain amount of resources. Yeah, sure. We yeah. have these number. Yeah, well, I'm sure they have deliverables and you know whatever uh, KPIs for their. <laughs> For their units, uh, yeah. to, to their you know, to, to the Zog paymasters, which yeah, they I, I that's actually been another kind of angle of this that has been um, more surprising is the, the the they're actually having political problems getting the funding through. I it, like the dogs aren't eating the dog food, um, and it, it, there's been a kind of funny spectacle unfolding of. The um, McConnell wing of the GOP, the sort of old, you know, entrenched, established um, 
I, I don't know what to call them. The, the I mean, people call them the establishment. I mean, I guess that that's true, but it's not just. Uh, we call them the standard establishment part, standard GOP party. <laughs> standard GOP party, yes. Uh, but they're getting like they're they're out there basically saying like you stupid they're 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 you stupid rubes you know you don't understand what trying you know. to do a thing here yeah like yeah. well, like, <laughs> well this, like the the them versus like the Lauren Bobert wing who is like wait don't we not like Ukraine like. Right. Who, like, yeah. got, got weird didn't they like signals. try to like yeah? Didn't they impeach Trump I over thought, like this stupid bullshit? Yeah, or she, but she's like yeah, like Ukraine. That's like a Democrat thing. Like, like oh yeah, like yeah. Biden's Ukraine war. You know, Joe Biden's yeah. war. Our yeah. boys. Um, you know, I bet. Well, it's also like a, a. Sorry, go on. I bet you could run Lauren Boebert and say like, should the U.S. take its troops home from Ukraine? She'd like vote yes. You know, like like right, like at least until course, someone like, like pulled her to the side and. You know, told no, man, to and, there's no official trip yeah. to Ukraine. Well, it's like, you know, yeah. send our boy, take our, send our boys home from Ukraine. Like, like that's like what the, like the, the, which hey, like that impulse is good. Like, I, I, I like it's retarded. Like they're not, yes. they're not big brains, but their partisan impulse is so strong and retarded that like they're, they're, <laughs> they're doing God's work over there. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, it's also like you don't it. This is like I guess maybe a grug brain, big brain alliance type thing where the like the grug read on this is like wait i i'm 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 paying basically double the car insurance that i paid a year ago and mcdonald's is no longer has a dollar menu and we're sending 60 billion dollars to ukraine for what exactly you know like it doesn't like there's really not you in order to just you, you really have to do a lot of explanatory work to justify why you know, this is, this is some kind of priority for the American Congress. And it, it's just such obvious bullshit that it, it really takes a particular kind of highly ideologically motivated midwit or just like a Jew, you know, a Jew or a butt boy to, um, to do that. Because, and, and anyone else is just immediately going to yeah. see through it. it. There's no like, yeah. It's the standard, the standard grand old, the uh, standard grand old party is a, uh, they're, they're having a lot of trouble because they also like, there's not too many of them left, like of the new. I'm trying to think of like who are the empty suits. Like Crenshaw is one of the empty suits. He's a great empty suit, you know. Eye patch, weirdo. Cornyn in Texas is 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 like that. He play acted a cowboy for a while, um, but he's really shown his hand. And yeah. um, but a lot of these guys are very old, or like yes, were they. They're on sketchier footing. That's one of the things as like oh, Rubio as, came out, which look, Rubio isn't as young, obviously, as he was when he kind of he was used to be like the youthful energy guy back in, in the 2010s. Um, he's still on the younger side and and very much a kind of empty suit want, you know, wishes he would, but like played to the, you know, he, he's he's an interesting kind of chameleon figure. Anyway, I thought it was noteworthy yeah, just, that Rubio was was siding with the the quote unquote populist wing in uh being against um the these uh foreign aid funding, you know, militaristic uh, package that was like oh okay if, if Rubio has sort of been given the green light to to play act um, populist on this that actually like there is a real groundswell of support that they are gonna they're trying to manage um, and and they're clearly frustrated with uh, <laughs> with the with the Republican voters making it very very clear like no yeah. you're not I, gonna, was, um, I, I was thinking of another angle and this is actually also like because it's a, it's primary season. And if you do the Ukraine stuff, you risk being like branded a Nikki Haleyite, absolutely, which is like 
box office poison, you know? It's like... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's not going to play in November. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're a Nikki Haley guy. It's like, oh, all right. You know, it's a kind of a, it's kind of gay, you know? Uh, Which, speaking again, kind of gay, uh, oh, okay. I, I just... I remind myself, this is a one quick one-off joke or, or statement. I... Uh, we were at, we were doing the, we were hanging out with some bros and we briefly flicked on like YouTube, YouTube clips of the, the famous documentary, The Gift to like do, cause to make the memes and the jokes mm-hmm. that we always do. But, uh, I, 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 I'm on an A-log TRS a little bit. Yes. The TRS bits that are like the classic memes, 120 guys, you know, uh, you know, I tend to disagree. These, these memes are all important. But literally every line of that movie is just as funny. And the meme <laughs> lines like distract from like if you're waiting for meme lines, you won't appreciate that every like line of that film <laughs> is just as crazy as any like anything TRS picked to be funny. Like I I kinda wanna do a show on it, but I don't want to have to like sit down and watch <laughs> watch the gift. Well, I've actually like, never seen it, so that may be a good a good uh, opportunity to Well to two do guys that. can't watch the movie together. You no, I'm just I'm not gonna that, yeah, in the room. Right. Uh, or, yeah. or it's gay, right? Um, right. So, or just by yourself, you could. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of gay. <laughs> I, feel like you need I don't know. Honestly, least... I, I, I've literally only. I don't even know that. I, I haven't even seen the, the actual the, the like three YouTube minute clips. I, I've oh, yeah. literally only seen the like the the Halloween special version of it. You know, okay, the you haven't seen like. Yeah, there is. I the, haven't actually there is seen, a, yeah. yeah, there's a YouTube clip that is just like the uh like the the TRS quick hits, you know, uh, right. and then there. And then there's the Wikipedia page, which is re- which was oh, edited boy. by our guys, to make <laughs> just like a list of the me- a very subtle list of all the memes. Uh, it's, it's, so speaking of, speaking it's of extremely, sorry, no, no, it's a great segue back to the to the Republican Party. It yeah, is, you know, standard standard um, grand old party, standard grand old standard old party. Yeah, yeah. Um. No, I, I, I think it's the thing is it's it's um, it seems. I mean, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I obviously we don't know what um, you know how long these things are going to take, but really does feel like we're in the doom loop. We're we're in the phase of a losing game of Hearts of Iron, where the like warning notifications are popping up, you know, faster. Then your ability, you know, you can you can like do stuff to make them go away, and the things that you would do to make one warning notification pop up go away make two other no- warning notification pop ups appear. Um, that's the position that the American regime is in. Um, we haven't even started talking. We haven't talked. We haven't said anything about the, the Houthis, but that situation is very much still ongoing the the war in israel is it I, seems to be um escalating still there's no at the very i mean there's a kind of question mark hanging over southern gaza now um but the, the structural factors producing the crisis haven't gone anywhere um all against the backdrop of yeah the the russian army um finishing current Bakhmut and getting ready to get excited for next Bakhmut. Um, but the thing is, there's only, there's only so how many, how many more Bakhmuts do you think 
I guess, yeah, we could go back to the, to the, to the conscription thing. If you wanted to talk more about that, or I don't know if there was much more yeah. else to say. Uh, but um, no, there is, but the thing there is, um, if like, we don't know what the current, I guess, like normal level of conscription is in Ukraine, like right. those vans grabbing guys are grabbing guys for something, right. You know, like, yeah. what is the current monthly intake that needs to be increased by 500,000, right? Cause he's saying he needs this many new soldiers, like in some right. kind of fresh mobilization deal, which means the current intake is is not enough, right? Like, well, it's not even just. The, I mean, it's not even just that it's not enough to create a new army. It's not enough to plug existing gaps or or allow for rotation of existing units or even just keep existing units staffed even yeah. at even ha- half of their paper yeah. strength, right? So about a month a month before Zeluzhny was fired, he was making this appeal as the pe- obviously people's general. Obviously, you don't like demand like more draftees, right? But he was framing it in this way, which is like, I have units on the line that haven't been able to rotate off the line since like the duration of the conflict for two years. Know? Yeah, for two years. Yeah. that's right. Um, which is true. They have you. Know, I mean, like the hundred and tenth, which was you know one of these crack units in Avdiivka, um, has been there literally the duration without any rotations. Where ironically, Sirsky. Uh, you know, of course, now I mean, the re- you know, he claims it's a withdrawal. They're just shattered; like they don't exist anymore. But um, yeah, the hundred and tenth was there for two years without any any rotation, which is crazy. If you think about it, literally like every single day, like, there's just no. That's just it without any rotation at all, and that's that's not uncommon for for a lot of these. Um, again, like well, it depends on the. I, I wonder how much of a of a ship of Theseus there is going on with um. With these units, I mean, because six months ago you were reading articles of, you know, yeah, my, you know, company of a hundred guys or whatever, like four are, have been here the whole time, um, you know. So how how much how much of there is is, is that effect? Um, who knows? But but it's crazy that that the it, I mean, in other words, I'm just underscoring like. Zelensky wasn't just making shit up. Like he, you know, he he had a plausible case to make about the need for these guys to get some some rotations. Yes, and the and, and the uh, Russians are famously kind of a bit over rotational sometimes. You know, like mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. pulling guys along too fast, and you know they've been criticized for it. Like, well, why didn't you you like you replaced this battalion with this battalion? Why didn't you just have two battalions on the line in this place and push? You know, um, they seem, <laughs> they're very conservative. You know. Uh, in that respect. Um, but it is weird, like, the Donetsk front, or the the direction, or whatever you want to call it, does seem to have had more um, complaints of this nature. Kyrgyzstan and Kharkiv, when those front lines were still yes. big, they the, the Ukrainian units often talked about being rotated off the line. Like, you would hear Ukrainian, like, Ukrainian unit goes on, goes off, like, one point the Russians complained they were being out rotated. Like um, yes, you, and the immediate, immediately prior to the to the withdrawal from Kupiansk and and that whole disaster, um, that was there were there were yes uh, there was several complaints about like they're on the attack and they're getting rotated faster than we are and we've been here for whatever a year and a half. Um, and there also is this is like old World War Two stuff that the Red Army was big on and therefore both sides of this war are pretty savvy on. There are there were big tables in World War Two, basically like how many days a unit can be on the line, and what its right. expected attrition yeah. is, 
and this these are there's na- there's fancy name like Russian names for it, but like what there there's there's all these charts that it was a whole sc- it never got as developed in the Western Front of War Two because like it was just a smaller war where Eastern Front was just this massive like yeah literally like spreadsheets <laughs> crashing like it's like war warfare in the scale of spreadsheets yeah. right but yeah. like how many days in contact like what what your attrition rate will be how many days off the line what's with the what's the expected like replenishment rate in these things and um both sides seem to be pretty well aware of like what the what each other's generally both sides get they get pretty savvy on what each other's replenishment and attritional rates are um which is why I think the Russians are so conservative because I think they understand that, uh, like, were they to force and like push it, push some kind of a breakthrough, some large style World War World War Two style advance, and take those other casualties, it would take them a lot of time to replenish those losses. Um, we talked about earlier before the show, or a while, a couple of days before the show, um, that I would I had been reading up on the. Uh, Crimean offensive in World War Two, like mm-hmm. which is actually very fun. It's it's very it's actually analogous to the whole war because it's like a corner of World War Two, but it was in the, actually in the same spot. And the final Red Army offensive that broke the German Seventeenth Army and the um, Romanian Allied forces, or was it seventh? Oh, I forget which German number army it was it had a seven in there. I think anyway, the final offensive that like broke through at, uh, that was exploited and like eventually pushed the Germans all the way back to the Crimean like island itself and then evacuated was done by two field army groups, which is about a hundred thousand guys. Like more actually. Like and that and that took eighty thousand casualties um of dead and wounded. Like the number to compare that to the Ukrainian offensive that was famously like the offensive, that was thirty five thousand. That's that's about two that's about two divisions um and yeah. it's like so so you need field armies two field armies put can can push and and take these kind of like and the whole uh crimean defensive order took about two months if but if you want that kind of like movement and exploitation you need that kind of mass and just like not caring about casualties and the problem is Everyone wants those World War II results with the big arrows on the maps and the fault and like you know capturing enemy HQs and cutting off div- whole you know divisions, but no one wants to take those like upfront losses because you you just can't. And uh, I think the, the Ukrainians definitely didn't didn't want to do it. Uh, that's why I think they, like they were so negative on that offensive because they understood like okay, well we're gonna sh- like these units will be. Put in an offensive role against prepared defense. They're going to be take so much attrition per day, and then for what? And now, you know who knows. And also, their your punishment get fucked up by things like you know the United States not giving you money and things. And there's also some weird Ukrainian legalism with the the, the aid for the Ukrainian military that. I don't know if it's like an internal Ukrainian thing that like they're lying about or they just don't understand something, but Slavic culture is very legalistic. And apparently there's some provision within the Ukraine aid that the aid can't go like directly to paying soldiers salaries. Like the money the U S gives them can't like literally just pay a soldier's like paycheck or so they've been saying. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. Proposal that they 
increase the soldier pay to increase recruitment to like very you know for Ukraine like a very comfortable living uh, level, but they were saying like there's the economy of Ukraine is too small and they can't just push the money like the cash they get from the U.S. into that, so that wouldn't work. Um, that was one of Zeluzhny's proposals. Actually, it was like let's just make the pay. Uh, I think it was three or four thousand dollars equivalent per month. I think or something like that like pretty a really good a really good living in Ukraine. But like there were reasons like legalistic they could and they couldn't figure out how to like do the so about like the the only Jews on Earth who can't figure out some accounting accounting trick like or to make something work was uh, when you actually pay pay, the, pay their fucking. Gentile soldiers, but uh, yeah. they, they're probably, and that's not going to happen, uh, which is a, which is interesting. Um, or maybe it was just like it was just like a, a an option that was like all he was originally offered that he knew wouldn't be taken. Uh, who knows? But I think I I I I think we still have probably what like a, a minimum a year left of this war. Like there's, I still don't see any big. Oh, uh, for sure. yeah. Breakouts. Well, I guess I mean. I could see if there's if if there's a total cutoff of American aid and Russia secretly mobile secretly has like five hundred thousand guys hiding in the forest in in Belarus or whatever, like and they're willing to commit them and take those level of casualties, which those are all like huge ifs, right? Um, then I could see. Like a, you know, then I could see uh, maybe an encirclement of Kharkov or something in December as a kind of outside. Like if there's, but yeah, sh- short of short of that, I I think um, I think we're gonna. It it seems like um, there, you know, the um, it seems like we could go for at least another year or two in which uh, I wanted because we I think we you were talking about this and I think this is uh, it's an interesting question because the so one one of the big kind of structural dynamics of the war is um, essentially, I mean, shell production as a proxy. For, we, we've talked about bodies. Okay, so they have a body problem, and that's you know going to continue to be the case, barring something truly out, outside, like you know, yes, NATO boots on the ground or whatever. So okay, that's like it, it, bodies are a pain point. That's a new development, and we'll see how that plays out. But they could presumably get some number of bodies to gum up the you know if if they. If the goal, if the plan, which seems to have been Zeluzhny's plan, is to gum up the Russian works um, long enough to allow European and American shell production to ramp up to th- to their paper targets in 2025 and 2026, th- at that point, presumably, or the plan would be for um, shell deliveries to the Ukrainian army to match or exceed Russian production. At, at that time in a year a year or two from now um and then you know like continue the fight or or whatever or or who knows what exactly at that point but to in other words that'll be enough to um to reverse russian strategic initiative i'm very skeptical that any of that's gonna work i don't i just i mean but but before i but but i'm, I'm curious what you what you think first I think it's. I mean, obviously, it's going to get higher, right? Like, uh, the production will West be higher. Production, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a question of degree and how much that matters, and also like, uh, if that comes along with things like, 
not so like shells are like kind of the easy one to watch because there's like metrics for it and we know that the numbers are pretty much public uh, or the estimates are public at least but does that also go along with like you know air defense stuff and you know sure yeah it's just a huge problem they're having they the yeah. drone production in ukraine seems to be doing pretty well but um air defense air defense missiles any anything having it's just it's a it's a disaster. I mean, I, I don't see. Um, it seems that the like kind of tactical drone aviation level is contested airspace, but anything above that, like altitude wise or or in terms of capabilities, is just total Russian yeah. air air superiority. Yeah, and also the Russians. Also, the Russians also can't. They can't fly like a lot of like cast fighters, right? They're not flying like a lot of Su twenty fives on like gun runs, but they do have some because it's it is like it's high risk enough for that. Cause like, the well, cost but do, like, but do they even need to? But I mean, they, I, I get what you're well, yeah, saying, so but they have, they have, what they have is basically the equivalent of that, which is the Orlons, which is effectively their, yeah. their scan Eagle or the, it's like a, just a pure spotter. And it's uh it's really good for spotting things. And then you can launch your Lancets whatever or your whatever yeah. FPV. Yeah. yeah. FPV uh, is a, I hate it. It's such a good, it's such a branding word. The word is uh, suicide drone. That was the cool word we used. I know when I was like kamikaze. When, at first, I saw drone. FPV. I'm like, you mean like for, I don't know. I, I was I, first I, person I video, first or, video. Yeah. right? I was like, but I don't understand why. I mean, I get it, but kamikaze, I also like you call it kamikaze. So yeah, right? Call it like, yeah, maybe or suicide. Both words work. Um, but whatever. FPV. Both sides of you. Both sides. It's the. It's like I hate the era of branding warfare. Like, oh, it's the FPV drone. It's like. You're, you're slamming a drone into a guy and killing him. Like, we can't just use that. Let's use a cool word for it, and we need a fucking gay-ass acronym. But. Which there's also... Have you seen some of this Kino footage of, like, essentially hand-to-hand combat against drones going yeah, after individual three branches, shotgun, shotguns and three branches. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah, the, the tree branch one is very interesting. Uh, it's like... And then the sh- the shotgun stuff is pretty cool. Although it's hard to tell if that's like training footage or fake or whatever. But like, yeah. there's some, like Russian soldiers with like an over under like hunting duck gun, shooting uh, at you know quadcopters is pretty cool. There's another video I saw of like a drone. It, it was a, it was a Ukrainian video because it, it was a Ukrainian drone is trying to drop a grenade on the Russian soldier, and this Russian drone is like going in to counter it, and like trying to just be under it to like prevent it from dropping the grenade directly down onto the Russians. Like it's like hovering right below. Oh, no, I the Ukrainians do like, the Ukrainians good, do yeah. it. You can like dr- drop the grenade and hurt or kill sure. the Russians. But it was a, it was like really weird. Like this, this, like there's like these multiple layers of drones. So there's like the, yeah, that's like some you know, dune shit with the, like, like the 200, yeah. it's like 200, 200 meters and down, like just these drones. And then above it's like, a little higher altitudes, like heavier, uh, you know, heavier drones and your Orlons and your FPV stuff. And then above that is like actually aircraft or, you know, actual missiles, you know, it's like multiple, they are multiple levels of airspace. Uh, yes. You yes. Know, for sure. And you know, the, the, the Ukrainians seem to be, they have their own like FPV drones too. Now, like it's, it's definitely both sides seem to have them. And the Ukrainians seem to make, be making their to mostly domestically and some in Poland, but, uh, yeah, it does seem to be like, which is an interesting question. Like, where, how is that? How, how, what's up with that? How are they even managing that? It's an interesting question, um, for sure. 
but the i mean I, I guess part of it is officially they're still not at war i mean there's still gas transiting through ukrainian pipes um yeah. to europe and and that's the thing um to go to circle back maybe to what i was talking about at the beginning with this um I, i've been expecting for a while some kind of like some point at which the american government would like start to freak out um I, I think that there's like um, there's been a kind of uh, enough enough believing of their own bullshit combined with all the other um, incentives for to, to 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 believe or listen to the kind of you know the the Institute for the Study of War types that um, reality hasn't necessarily had to set in too much until like now it's the thing is. You know they 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 lost their first the first Ukrainian army fought extremely bravely and well but was destroyed. Um, the second Ukrainian army was you know stood up, trained by NATO, got shipped all this equipment. Um, I mean I guess you could say there was a there was a that, that was the third and there was another one. I mean, it depends on how you count. But the, Ukraine has gone through either two or three armies already. There is no fourth army. There is no fourth army in terms of bodies. There is no fourth army in terms of tanks and uh fighting vehicles i mean i guess in theory the united states could ship over a couple thousand abrams but that's not actually going to solve their problems um for a lot of reasons starting with just all the things being involved in maintaining that and then of course nobody wants to see like you know u.s doesn't care if if there's a bunch like if bradley's blow up and leopards blow up it's kind of whatever if abrams start blowing up that's a different that's a different yeah, issue. Yeah, that is another weird thing is like the Abrams and Challengers just aren't being used. Like they're mm-hmm. there. They're in Ukraine. We've seen the they're painted up nice in the colors. But they're <laughs> just like not being used like at all. It's 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 I mean, there's not a lot of them, so it makes sense that like but like it's so No, it, and and well the Challengers in particular seem to have been earmarked for the the Praetorian Guard in Kiev itself. Um I I think like I've seen a, a reporting over time to the effect of basically just, just the special challengers like, spotted in Kiev over and over again. Yeah, you'll see like yeah. But the Abrams is interesting. I saw I saw one that purported to be from I think it was around Avdeevka, if not in the city itself. And um, they they seem to be a little bit closer to the front, but yes, definitely not not being used in any significant way. And um, also one of these things where it's like okay, sure again. Let, let's say that the United States was willing to part with two thousand Abrams that it was willing to see get blown up on international TV. Um, is that actually going to solve Ukraine's uh, problem? Like what, what, what would you, what would they get out of throwing those 2000 Abrams into the fight? You know, and, and this is, these are the questions that where, whereas in the past, uh, Fred Kagan or whatever his name is, you know, what, what's the, what's the, who, there's, who's a, the truly reprehensible little Jude, the, the, uh, Michael something or other. No, no, he's a, he's a he's a smaller one. No, not an, an Apple bomb too. No, I don't mean I, he's a he's a he's a, he's a ISW guy. Oh, I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Anyway, he's just like a, he's like he's one of these smarmy. Like he's just oh you know, and he's been he's been doing. He was one of the guy. He was one of the ones who's saying like, um, oh Russia can't fight. He was saying Russia was going to run out of missiles in in March 2022. You know that that, that could, like that was one of his his. Um, Speaking of, tier, uh, tier uh, econ- of I think the Economist had a new estimate. 
Russia has enough war production for, or Russia can sustain this for two or three more years is the current take. <laughs> Which is like, wow, well, you've really uh, that, adjusted right. your expectations, haven't you, uh, guy? Yeah, I mean, and also at that point, like, okay, but, I mean, what makes you think, like, okay, I, 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 we understand you can't permanently be on a hot war footing, but two, if you could be, if you could, if you can sustain it for two, three years, and it's, like, well, based on actually sustainable. Well, based on this footing, they did it for, like, what, from, from 1990, from 1941 to 47. So like, I, I, yeah, th- th- there's a minimum. I, I think five years is yeah. is is you know a, a kind of at a minimum, and and even then it's like uh, they haven't really scratched the surface. Russia hasn't of you know actually getting their um. Well, they're not in a war economy. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're not they're actually a, in a war economy doing at all. And, like Putinist Buchananite free market war economy. It's really bizarre. And the, and the, and the Russian normies are becoming radicalized. I mean, I can't speak to this directly, but it it certainly tracks kind of online sentiment i've seen the uh, the russians with attitude guys were noting how basically they had to do a head take because they considered themselves you know sort of uh right-wing russian not radical types um you know in 2020 2021 and they're now seeing their sort of normie russian friends and neighbors take positions that, that would have been you know further out than than their positions two three years ago so i mean then then their own you know so, uh the, then the russians with attitudes guys own positions at that time so like they're they're in other words the, the normies have moved further than where they were um and we're seeing that i think we, uh, an analogous development in in the united states in terms of um things like jack basovich what did he do the, 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 he did something vaguely anti-semitic the other day i can't remember but it was you know you, you're starting to see some our, our memes percolate more and more firmly into kind of normie conservative sphere but this isn't this isn't like just um it, 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 that's at a, it seems to be at a societal level in, in Russia. There, I mean, Putin's probably going to be reelected with like 80% plus of the vote. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of rigging involved in that. I mean, people can say whatever they want, I guess, but I, I, I'm sure he's just that popular, you know? Like, it, it's not, I don't think he has to like do that much work to, to win 75% or whatever. Yeah, also, I think there's a lot of the, 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 the Russians uh like internal media complex has a very like easy job of it thanks to like america you know like right um and then uh, in america just like repeatedly doing like shoving its foot in its mouth about like certain like basically endorsing all like the narr- russian narrative like or all the russian narratives about what america wants america will like do deny then justify with like with <laughs> alarming regularity with I think yeah. you just point this out, you know, and uh, over and over again. I mean, they do over and over. They just yeah, and and all the hypocrisy and um, yeah, with the stuff with Israel, of course, and and all this kind of stuff. No, it's it's really um, that's the thing. That's what I was saying before. I I just it it's it seems I I think the there the saner elements of the Zog complex um, are like starting to break through, but the, but the insane elements are starting to panic and it's, it's a wounded animal, you know, and, and capable of any, that's what that was the old, the part about the, um, this, uh, uh, Russian space nukes that I found most distressing personally, um, was the, the idea that it, what obviously essentially that it, it's, it's a 
cover for the United States to do a provocation, right? Like, clearly, this is um, something they've been. I mean, there were there were actually rumors about to that effect um, in the immediate. I mean, like the day before this uh, this urgent national security matter, uh, where um, Macron, President Macron of France, had been scheduled to visit Kiev and called off his visit at the last minute. And French TV, at first I thought it was just some like retarded rumor flying around like pro-Russian telegram, but it was actually French uh, state media was reporting. It was still a rumor, but it was, it was French state media was reporting um, that, uh, or French televised media, I guess. I don't know if it was state or not that um, essentially there would have been a threat on Macron's life. And that the um, there was a, there was an, there was some kind of plan or or plot to that would have resulted in um, in Macron's death that this would have been blamed on Russia and used as a pretext for you know conti- either you know amp- ramping up the war effort or getting NATO, who, 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 all the obvious things right is that true I obviously have no idea you know it sounds I would say it sounds kind of far fetched except it doesn't to me at this point in time it, it sounds totally like something they would do. Um, whether or not it's true. Uh, yeah. Do you want to kind of change gears? It's just like there is like a there is a change in Gaza that I think is sure. Yeah, we could. Yeah, let's let's alarming. Uh, let's do that. Um, that the the Egyptians have created this buffer zone, and now the Palestinians are alleging that there's some contracting, like building contract companies building houses in it, like building a wall, another wall, in, and buildings inside of it. So it seems like it's very possible the Egyptians are are, are going to uh, basically yeah accept that like basically be party to the ethnic cleansing, and then it seems not send them all to Europe or whatever, but like send them into Neo Gaza, which is this new strip in Egyptian territory, um, which is interesting that I guess will be overseen by the Egyptian military. Not the I, I just, military. I mean, that's, I, I have no trouble believing that this is the, plan, the military least, yeah. is, yeah, trying to, I, I just, I'm skeptical. Um, I'm skeptical that it's, it's going to prove much of a solution because it doesn't actually resolve the, I mean, this is a kind of, yeah, I mean, I guess that could hold that as a kind of status quo for like what, 10 years, 20 years, maybe at the most, but very rapid. I don't even, I don't. I, I think uh, I just have a hard time believing that that's really going to work. The conditions are going to be abysmal. It, the rest of the world is going to be pissed off, um, and then Egyptian society, like the, the the military, the Egyptian military, is bought off by Zog. But there are limits, and I I I, th- I don't think that they would necessarily the military itself give a fuck um, one way or the other if they set up. Yeah, Gaza 2.0 inside their borders. The problem is they already lost an election. Like the, the you know the the last time there was a serious plebiscite in Egypt, the Muslim Brotherhood won handily, and the military had to step in and and um, do a coup. And okay, that's not uncommon for Arab societies, but like the thing is, it's not like the Egyptian people are somehow like more on the side of the military and less on the side of the Muslim brotherhood now than they were 10 years ago. Right. Or 12 years ago or whatever. So like, I I just like, there are basic social stability concerns internally to Egypt 
that I I see is is just gonna and, and then and then it's like okay, okay. So then when when not if there are rocket attacks from Gaza 2.0 inside Egyptian territory, like when Hamas in in whatever you want to, in Rafa or whatever the Rafa slash Egyptian. Well, does like, Hamas become like Hezbollah analogs? Right. And, yeah. Like, is is Egypt now have this like second army that has a political party that you have to deal with now? Well, and, I like, mean, okay, and I, I again, I, 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 okay, so Sisi or whoever in Egypt is not going to have a problem with that, but the the Israelis would never accept that. Like, they they already kind of they basically, you know, they. They do everything they can't like they don't officially dialogue with Hezbollah because they don't officially recognize Hezbollah, but they're willing to deal with the Lebanese government as an intermediary between themselves and Hezbollah. I just don't see that. I just, like the Israelis will never accept like you know like a, a, a essentially a um, yeah like a, a Hamas that's de facto and incontrovertibly not just like essentially a uniform branch of the Egyptian military, but like launching attacks on Israel from Egyptian geopolitical territory. Like that's just now, now you have internal problems. And in the Israel. thing is if the, Egyptian, if the Egyptians try to fight like Hamas yeah. in Egypt, Hamas will just beat them. Like, like, right. that's, yeah. like I'm sorry. Like it's just incontrovertible that like, if there's a showdown right now right. between like, the Egyptian conscripts. Egyptians military. would do significantly worse. Not that Israel did did well, but Egyptians would do significantly worse. The Egyptian military fighting. Oh, you Hamas. would see us easy like hanging from a tank barrel. Oh, that too, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, I, I just, I just, that's what I'm saying. So all of this is like, I just don't see. I mean, I get what you're. I, certainly, that seems to be the plan, and I don't. It's not like I would put it. I expect the Egyptians to try. The Egyptian military to try to get away with it. I just don't think it's going to work, and I don't think it's going to work like on a scale of like, t- you know, two years more than. More than yeah. twenty. Well, also, there's the other angle in this that we brought up when we talked, uh, when we had earlier, that the Gazans or like the Gazan military, Hamas is just like back in Gaza City. Like they're they're like facts. So the, the way Israel would do this is just oh, facts on the ground. All the we, we there's no more yeah. Palestinians in Gaza. They're all in this buffer zone to avoid our bombs. Facts on the ground. Facts on the ground. Facts on the ground. That means you can't. We don't let them back in. It's facts on the ground. And America backs up on this, and therefore like, that's the new status quo. That's not facts on the ground. If there's still pal- like armed fighters running around Gaza, you know, yeah. like yeah, right. Like well, the fact on the ground is this is still contested. Yeah. So um, no, it's and 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 again, and it's like what? Okay, so what is the Israeli government going to do about it? What can they do about it? I, smart move for them has been for a while is declare victory and go home. You know the, the the best case scenario I, for 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 Israel in terms of their stability, their continue, continued ability to carry out their plans, is to like essentially admit defeat without calling it that, and just try to you know do the octopus strangling its it, it its victim bit just a little more quietly. Um, I, the, but the problem is they they like it doesn't seem they don't seem to have appetite. Also, for that. like trying to be quiet is like really hard because. Netanyahu fucked up and like he brought yeah. like Ben Gavir into his coalition yeah. and like whatever <laughs> fucked up shit, whatever like fucked up right. shit they're going to do, Ben Gavir will just like announce it, <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah. like he will like hold a press conference. Is like I was told by the minister of doing fucked up shit to Palestinians that we're doing this tomorrow, and everybody's like, <laughs> Wait, like before you, what, you were supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> you're not I, supposed to talk to the minister of like fucked up shit. Like then we agreed not to, you know. <laughs> You know, 
yeah. just, um, all of which is also, I mean, lest we forget the like initial, the, the, the match that lit the flame for this, for, for the Israel, the current war is the Al-Aqsa mosque issue, which is not going anywhere because it's like the, the, yeah, the Ben Gavir uh, types who were agitating Against Israel, I mean, they're were, they were violating Israeli law. Not that they care, or not that the you know government is going to do anything about it. Um, in in terms of doing their fucked up, you know, goat sacrifice or whatever, in the um, on the Temple Mount, and like trying, you know, trying to build the third temple and blah blah blah. Like that whole movement, like part of the problem, like when we're talking about like the tunnel Jews and how like the that, like the the the. The wily and regression to the Hebe and all that kind of stuff. The wily, you know, the Ashkenazim of the of the, of the mid twentieth century, who were, you know, probably were, and it, not not like all of them as a whole population, but the, you know, yes, like, I, I have no trouble believing that, um, the, you know, East Coast Jews of the of, of the nineteen hundred to nineteen fifty average closer to one fifteen um, IQ than than to one hundred. Yeah, that you know, it seems not unreasonable. Uh, right, but like that, those all, all those people had like zero children or one child that they molested or whatever, and that child didn't have any kids. Like the the, the growth sectors in the Ju- internal to Judaism are these like Chabad guys, tunnel tunnel dwelling, you know, tunnel faced rat Jews, and and those are the types that are doing try, actually also building tunnels under Al Aqsa Mosque, um, tunneling under it to try to undermine its foundations. So that it collapses, so that um, so they can build their their third temple on top of it, and and that issue is, I mean, that's kind of been put on hold somewhat because, like, Israel doesn't want doesn't actually want a, a race or like race riots inside Israel, which is what would happen if they like on top of all this allowed you know more of that fuckery. But it's not like the 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 Ben Gavir types have have stopped agitating for the third temple, right? Yeah, they're they're the one. They're like they they also just do like their own like mini third temples all over the West Bank constantly. Like like the uh you know putting up random like Jewish memorial. Like the whole shtick of I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I hope people understand how this works that are listening to the show. But like what they do is the Israeli government makes a deal that like hey we'll stop doing like fucked up shit or Jewish shit in your in your zone. We'll stop doing settlements in your zone and like. They publicly agree the deal. Then these like tunnel Jews go and break that promise. Like they just like go in and steal somebody's house. And the Israeli military and police go and say, Well, this Jew just broke the law. They stole somebody's house. They stole somebody's farm. They erected a a Jew tower in the center of this Palestinian town, like to focus focus Jew energies. In order, like, because there's, there's like, this, uh, not like, it's like, I guess it's like a, a law, or it's a, it's basically a law that, like, actually, like, part of the Israeli government is, like, mission is that Jews can't get hurt by non-Jews. So, this Jew has, like, broken this rule, or agreement, but this higher agreement that we can't let this Jew face any consequence for their actions means we're going to, like, instead, so this Jew has taken a Palestinian's house, and or built the house on their farm or whatever, we're going to like now put an infantry platoon there to defend them, but we're not endorsing that they did that. 
We're just yeah, going to shoot just, you. If, we just want to make gonna, sure that nothing bad happens to them. Yeah. And you can file a case with the relevant Israeli court. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, right. Here's the address for the government agency that will read your yeah. complaint. Also, you're not allowed to go to that government agency because you're because you're like that street yeah. is a is a Jew only street, and you're you're like you just got like the Goyim streets don't actually lead to that building. You have to like, yeah. Walk. It, it's like, and like I don't know. It just enrages my Gentile sensibilities like so so viscerally. And these people haven't stopped. Like they're constantly. I think they've had to stop it like a very short term way because there's not enough like infantry platoons to guard every fucking new, right? You know, Jew energy focusing tower they build in fucking a Palestinian neighborhood now. But at some point, like they'll go right back to it. Like they can't do any more shenanigans in Janine. Like there's like Janine is like no Jews allowed right now. Janine is Judenrin. It's Juden Fry. It's like Juden Fry, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and so it's it's just I mean that's and and so again it's one of these things where like for me the theme is what are the conditions for this getting better and I just don't better from Zog's you know perspective or or in terms of their interests and I just I'm just not seeing yes there are there are things they can do there are moves they can make. Um, and some of them are quite drastic and, and, and have the potential to be quite destructive. Um, but even that's not like, I think in a, in a very structurally similar way to, to Israel's problem, the, the United States could solve a lot of its problems, not all of them, and, and probably not resolve, you know, the, um, overall crisis by itself, but it would go a long way to retrench, to allow China to peacefully unify with Taiwan, to stop attempting to exert uh dominance over pacific pacific shipping lanes draw a lot big line international date line whatever in the middle of the pacific that's you know and the, the, the china has their part of the pacific we have ours we can even continue to you know fuck up along the coast of africa i don't think china wants has a particular interest in like you know shooing oh, off yeah. somali pirates i, I saw like, one of these huge brains fucking uh analysts being like well, the, the, the plan, the PL, People's Liberation Army Navy, which is hilarious, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's what it's called, the People's Liberation trust Army plan. Navy. <laughs> yeah, trust, yeah, trust no, the plan. Yeah. Like, why is the plan not sending troops to fight the or ships to fight the Houthis? It's like, I understand that uh, they're not shooting Chinese ships, but like, it, don't, they want, like the inter- <laughs> don't they want the international prestige of like yeah. keeping up in the sea lane? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like no, you like, fucking idiot! <laughs> why the fuck would anybody? No, yeah. like, that's so like. Why won't they fight our battle? Like that, and that's all of Western policy towards China is like. Wouldn't it be yeah. really prestigious if you attacked your allies and and uh, yeah. won our battle for us? It's like, yeah. and like, and the wily Chinamen just don't fall for these. Like, how yeah. are these wily, these genius Chinese diplomats? seeing through our verbal traps of like please fight our war for us again like, like why don't you sell uh, arms to ukraine instead of russia it's like no like, <laughs> like, 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 what? like extremely confused face like yeah yes yeah, like, Pika, confused Pikachu yeah. face why yeah. don't you uh, bomb the houthis it's like, well, yeah. the, the ones that agreed to not target our ships and target your ships we're just like, like yeah no like, what are you talking about no like like you're insane. Uh, it, it's it's very funny. Like like, I really am getting the sense that like the Chinese, are the only people who are the Chinese are the only country that's any good diplomacy. And it's just because they're like, they're just like kind of normal. Like what? 
no. Like, everyone else is actually kind of... It seems like everyone actually sucks at diplomacy. Like, the Russians aren't good, are not good at it, for Russians sure. Are, you would think that they... Yeah, they just... They have their own funny... They have their own um, stupid boomerisms. It's just because they're not, like, Jew... Like, the, the American boomerisms are... Were concocted by Jews, so they're kind of extremely destruct, destructive, and and I think it's just generally worse. Russian boomerisms are equally stupid in a lot of ways, but they're they're I don't know, at least from my perspective, kind of funnier. I just think they're also just they're they're like oh well you know well the Jew wouldn't lie to me eight times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. I thought you were like like okay like like. There's a there's like from shock therapy on. There's like just like Jews lying to Russians, and the Russians like being like, "Oh, interesting." Like I I think like, "Oh, so you're saying as a, as a symbol of good faith, uh, we should uh, pull our troops back from Kiev." Okay, we'll do that. I, I saw. Oh, oh we didn't do it again. It's like, and it's oh, as a symbol of good faith, we should reduce our forces in yeah right in Kharkiv and uh and mm-hmm. and Kherson. It's like, okay, we will do this. So it's a good idea. We want we want lasting peace. Like oh, once again, they like, like, we've. Stepped on like just like like sprinting from Lucy rake to rake, yeah. Like yeah. the uh, the Russian industrial set capacity is winning this war in a way the diplomatic and military like <laughs> kind of almost you know, lost it. Yeah, yeah. Like at a certain point, it's just like it's like it's like there's like there's like four factory towns in Russia that are actually like, winning the whole war, and everyone else is like doing their absolute best to lose. Um. Like, yeah, it's a shame. I, I, I would love to see Tula someday. Hopefully, that would, I'm sure the I'm sure life in Tula is pretty good right now. Yeah, I bet you there's a lot, of, a lot of OT, a lot of OT. Uh, what's the new? What's the one that where that Wall Journal guy got arrested for? Uh, that's the, the tank one. Did he just that was the tank. tank. It wasn't Tula. It was the yeah. I forget was, which one. It was, it was the other one. one. Yeah, because they took over that because they also not only did they take over like all tanks, they also took over doing like uh, T sixty four stuff too, like all the. Uh, Re, the, the refurbished, what are like the turbine? The, yeah, like that because the the factories were in Ukraine, and uh, right, 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 right. And like the, <laughs> I think it was like the, the diesel turbines because the Tevi two was running on gas. I, I might be reversing it, but the Tevi two runs on like gasoline, and the T sixty four was running on diesel or like higher end diesel, uh. Because gasoline functioned better, so so they do like cold weather shit. But uh, you know, b- when both tanks are in the Soviet Union, it was fine. But then, like a lot of the, almost all the T sixty four stuff was in, you know, the Ukraine SSR, and now it's uh, but like this 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 factory managed to like, it it, it can do all this, it can meet like acceptable levels of production for T seventy two like new T seventy twos, while also meeting spare parts production for like a thing they had to kind of reverse engineer. Um, it's very impressive. That's that's where that guy was going to like uh, investigate, and they just uh, like, oh, you're doing an inter- you're trying to interview guys coming off shift at the tank factory. Uh, that's literally espionage. Like like <laughs> like I don't know. Like there's like a free press or whatever, but like you can't. Yeah, you can't I don't. Just, I, I, the argument like, with the, like, what the, the, the thing thinking, is always like, yeah, exactly. Like I mean, I understand from his perspective. I I could understand how as a Jewish reporter for American media, you could like convince yourself. That asking specific questions about production he schedules. Know. He his parents are both Russian citizens. He should know yeah. so much. Like, like you couldn't if you were an Iranian reporter right now, and you went yeah. to <laughs> you went to like right, whatever right 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 Abrams whatever factory. factory yeah, they, you like, ask the, the exact same questions. Like, just, yeah, the local police would just arrest you. Like they'd be like, "What? Yeah, you work for like yeah. 
you work for the like Ira- Iranian state media? It's like, yeah, you're, no, like, <laughs> what are you thinking? No. What do you yeah, think like, you're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's biggest kind of martyr. Every time you read that fucking paper, it's like a little header. Like, remember, I know uh, we, 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 they, can't, quite they funny. got our boy. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, you better get one of theirs. You can trade because you're not getting them back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to see that ad, like you know. Uh, and I know that reminded me of. Um, t- so Tucker asked about Ger- Gershwitz, which reminded me. I want. Do you know? Did you see the interview? I I did not, and I, I had. A, there was I've only one. Seen the memes. It was. I okay. called it. I called it so hard though. I think we had a chat. I talked about it, like. You know, like I'm like Putin doesn't give like he doesn't do rhetoric. He's yeah. not like a rhetoric yeah. politician. No, like, you're not going to see like he. He's just going to like give you party line shit, um, with like some nuggets in there, sure. But like, yeah, Putin's not like a guy. He he's not Donald Trump. People forget this. Like literally, <laughs> he's like very much the opposite. You know. Yes, I, I. But so you don't know if it was true or not because I saw a, a line from the interview where he where Putin pointed out that Zelensky was Jewish, but I wasn't sure if that was just a meme or not. I think it was real, but I wasn't sure. But anyway, it doesn't. Not that it really matters. It was just sort of. Um, I don't think I, whether whether that's a real line or not. I think it's pretty clear Putin has to like have some kind of vague awareness of Jews as an issue, if only because he's Russian. Right. And this is just un- like Russians understand. Um, they, they have an understanding of Jews at, at some kind of visceral level. Yeah. Well, also he is like the moderate, right? He's like moderate on Jews for Russia. You yes. know, yeah. like yes. there are, there are people in Russia who are go way harder on the Jews and Putin's not one of those guys. He's like, Oh, he's really hard on Jews. He's like pretty ambivalent, you know? Uh, well, he and, and the interesting thing about it was um, has been the, I think, reactionary nature of it. like his. In other words, he he didn't he was hasn't been proactive at all and quite reluctant. But when specific Jewish billionaires crossed certain lines, then the retribution was immediate and and um, you know appropriately harsh. Which like oh, he's yeah. not afraid of them. Is in other words, um, which is no, which he's is not. Good. He's a yeah. yeah. He's he's. he's wouldn't it be crazy if our own intelligence services created people who weren't afraid to use? <laughs> right. Be real awesome. but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I think that probably just about wraps it up for, I think. Yeah, I'm it, sorry guys. Oh, I do have a little more, couple more things. I do, but I, we okay. already want to apologize for missing time, but. Oh uh, yeah. That's all right. It's an ex- we'll, exciting we'll, we'll moment. Yeah. Exciting moment though. for you. Uh, how do you feel about an ad read? Okay, yeah. Antelope Hill Publishing is America's premier provider of dissident literature. We print books that mainstream publishers are too afraid to touch, providing the status quo, providing the public with information they need to challenge the status quo. Whether your interests include contemporary dissident politics, history that would otherwise be censored or slandered, philosophy, or exciting and thought-provoking fiction, you'll find plenty to love in our catalog, which includes books such as The Rise of the NSDAP, an internal history originally published by the SS main office, Whitey on the Moon, about the demise of the U.S. space program due to diversity, The Sword of Christ, which argues for restoring Christianity as a foundation for the West and combating heresies like Christian Zionism, speeches and writings by Hitler, Mussolini, Jose Antonio Primo de Rivera, and other historical figures and much more. With new titles added every month, there's no doubt we'll have something for everyone. So check out their catalog, our catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com, all one word, antelopehillpublishing, period, com. That is our first live ad read. Hell yeah. Yeah. We'll get better Hell at those yeah. as we, um, 
get and hopefully yeah if you're interested also in uh, sponsoring an ad read please reach out to uh what was it nigger mail at proton.me and then i also i this is i guess a soft launch because there's nothing there yet but um i have set up a Substack for the show that's nigger podcast n-i-g-r podcast.substack.com um i think we're, we're going to be transitioning i don't know if we're going to be transitioning the rss I'll, I'll definitely let you guys know um that may or may not happen but i think the show generally we're going to be trying to put it up on Substack and uh, make it easier to connect and um you know if people want to reach out we'll see about i don't know that's all down the road um there were some suggestions for merch i think that would be pretty cool but um we gotta get a, like a nigger t-shirt but uh long term long, 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 term, long term. longer term yeah yeah but anyway um for now uh yes definitely check out if you have if you would have comments and you would like to um you know engage with us that's a uh, nigger mail n-i-g-r-m-a-i-l at proton no, uh, M-E. no nigger oh, no. talk n-i-g-r-t-a okay at proton.me and uh, yes. we have gotten some comments, but they weren't like big. I don't think I could launch a you know a show a show off of or a discussion off of. Just kind of, but I do respond to them all, so you will get an email from we'll me. Do, if you we'll that. do a mailbag, and yeah, we can do mailbag when when and when and as appropriate. So yeah. In the meantime, yeah, I think we'll be back soon, and and I'm sure there'll be more um, developments to discuss. Uh, in the meantime, take care, everybody. <laughs>